You're listening to the Doctor Who Collectors Podcast, released in late September 2021. Today, we talk about collecting Radio Times magazines. We also talk about protecting those Radio Times magazines, and an outrageous offer that has nothing to do with Radio Times magazines. I also talk about our last episode and what's coming up in this season. Ready? Then I present to you, star of stage and screen, Fraser Hines. Welcome back to the Doctor Who Collectors Podcast, the podcast that explores the strange world of Doctor Who collecting, those who collect, issues surrounding Doctor Who collecting, and of course, all kinds of Doctor Who and related merchandise. I am Larry Van Mersburg, and your host, and I've been a Doctor Who collector since 1981. I was lucky enough to open one of the first Doctor Who stores in Chicago that catered to Doctor Who fans back in 1984, and we called it Bundles from Britain, or at least I called it Bundles from Britain before it became a we. We gained some partners in early 1985, and we were at the dealer's room at TARDIS 22 in November of 1985. We grew that quickly, and the greatest moment that I will never forget was Third Doctor John Pertwee came to our table looked down and just said, look at all this stuff. And I'll never forget that moment of, 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 of a interaction with one of my heroes in Doctor Who. Uh, by the way, we are mentioned in a great book called Red, White, and Who, the story of Doctor Who in America, and it should be on every collector's bookshelf. And Bundles from Britain lives on page 384. It's just a quick mention, but we're in the book, and I will honestly tell you, I didn't submit it. In fact, I had no idea the book was being written at the time. You can find a convenient link to buy this book on the front page of our website at DoctorWhoCollectors.com. We get no money for this book, but I just want every collector to have a copy. It's written by some wonderful friends of mine. Speaking of links, of course, two great resources to keep on your immediate bookmark, if you're still using bookmarks on web browsers, I know I still do, Uh, timelash.com for the TARDIS library. It's a great place to keep track of your own collection, whether it be hardcover books, Target books, new adventures, missing adventures, new series, old series, also vinyl, audio recordings, your big finish recordings, cassettes, and all that stuff. Just no toys or anything like that or magazines. Uh, It is set up for free. I say that again, for free. So my special thanks, of course, to Mr. Dan O'Malley, who maintains that site. And uh, I've worked with Dan uh, indirectly. He's in Ireland, I believe. And so um, I, when I discover a new printing of a book, I'll try to get him pictures. And I've supplied images for the site uh, to help it out and make it, to keep it a great resource. If you're trying to figure out what you have and you're not sure of possibly what it might be worth, then you need to look it up at the Howe's Transcendental Toy Box. 
at DoctorWhoToyBox.co.uk. It is moderated and owned by Mr. David J. Howe, who is a great friend of mine and also one of the best resources for Doctor Who collectors. He maintains a Doctor Who museum in the UK, and uh, I hope one day to visit it myself. What's really nice about that is a copy of the Bundles from Britain 1986 catalog is in the museum. If you're looking for great Doctor Who items at great prices, look no further than DoctorWhoStore.com, which is run by our friends at Alien Entertainment. They have exactly what you need. You can also find great items at one of our sponsors, Forbidden Planet, and I'll mention them again in a moment. If you visit our website at DoctorWhoCollectors.com, among our podcasts, we also have the first complete guide to Doctor Who classic hardcover books. We put together a list based on several sources, including uh, listeners who have sent in photographs of reprints of hardcovers we didn't know were reprinted. And some of the people responded to my uh, listing of proof of life needed, like this is rumored to exist. Um, and somebody responded. We haven't list one book that was planned, was on a list for pre-order back in 1985. I remember this because I was a dealer of hardcover books. Attack of the Cybermen was on the order form for Lyle Stewart back in the day. It never got published. So it's listed only for reference only, but it never got published. It also does not include any fan-made hardbacks, and we'll talk about that in another episode. I do want to take a moment to suggest that everyone get their COVID-19 vaccine. I realize that that is a contentious topic, but I'm going to put that out there because that is one of the things you will need proof of if you want to attend Chicago TARDIS 2021 returning to an all-in-person convention this Thanksgiving weekend. Face coverings will be required at all convention venues as of this taping. Please help us protect some of our aging Doctor Who guests, including Colin Baker, the Sixth Doctor, and everybody's favorite companion, Fraser Hines. Uh, more guests, of course, are on the program, including Sadie Miller, the daughter of Elizabeth Sladen. And so please get your vaccine, get your shots, um, if that is something you can do. Keep ChicagoTardis.com in your bookmarks and experience the best Doctor Who convention in the Midwest. I am particularly honored to be the collecting expert for Chicago Tardis, so every year I host a panel on Doctor Who collecting, so come in person to check out some of the gems that I talk about on the podcast and even some things that are hard to describe in audio only. Um, if you want to catch the virtual collecting panel, where I do it live right here from the Who Room, uh, that's from 2020, you can check out the Chicago TARDIS YouTube and Facebook page streams, or our own YouTube channel. Just search for Doctor Who Collectors Podcast and click on Playlists, and that collecting panel is available all the time. And be sure, of course, to visit the taping, the live taping, of the Doctor Who Target Book Club podcast. And that leads me to talk about our previous episode. I have had a few uh, emails with feedback, and everybody seemed surprised and just kind of uh, at first confused, but later um, said it was a great idea. We did something that was very unique in the world of podcasting. We decided to combine our podcasts to help celebrate the Target Book Club podcast's 100th episode. That's 100 Target books. Uh, I am currently putting together a way to stack 100 Target books and try to take a photo before it falls over so you can see how many books that actually is. That is a lot of paperback books. 
that have been reviewed, some positively, some not so positive, but always hilariously. Um, and so I wanted to, of course, extend my personal congratulations to Tony Witt and his various array of guests that come on the program for a wonderful podcast. So if you're not listening to them, you actually did in my last episode. Oh, also, uh, with luck, I'll also be offering a workshop. I've submitted an idea for a workshop on playing the classic Dennis Fisher game, War of the Daleks. That is a game that was developed by um, Dennis Fisher and includes a moving... Uh, game board where the Daleks move around the game board. It is really cool. And I've got two fully working games. So that means eight people can play at once. And I'm hoping to, to work with people on these classic games and get them back into, hopefully back into circulation. You can still buy um, the War of the Daleks game secondhand. And the prices vary anywhere from 100 to $400, depending on uh, the condition of the game. Uh, I'm also hoping to moderate a panel. I've just uh, submitted an idea uh, to break down the movie An Adventure in Time and Space. If you recall, that is the movie that was made about how Doctor Who got created. It stars David Bradley as William Hartnell and even features uh, some other really wonderful guests, including Sasha Dewan, who we know as the master in the current one. He plays uh, Warad Hussein. And uh, many others. Of course, you know, Sidney Newman is depicted there, along with uh, a lot of different important people, Ron Grainer, and the development of the series. And a lot of famous Doctor Who actors make cameo appearances in there. So if you haven't seen it, I won't give you any more spoilers. But we're going to try to break down that film. And, you know, for one thing, spoiler alert ahead here, so skip past this if you haven't seen the movie. But the idea for the TARDIS console was a spool of thread in an upside-down ashtray. And that blew my mind. So join us at Chicago TARDIS. I think it's a great thing. It's at the Westin in Lombard, and you can find out more at chicagotardis.com. Many one-day, two-day, three-day, or membership packages are still available. All right. Our theme song, of course, is Who's Doctor Who, composed by Barry Mason and Les Reed, performed by everyone's favorite companion, Fraser Hines. You can hear this podcast anywhere you get your podcasts, including now Stitcher Radio and, of course, Podbean, our preferred platform. You can support us on Podbean by going to DoctorWhoCollectorsPodcast.Podbean.com, and I may have that link wrong, but just go to Podbean and search for our podcast if I steer you in the wrong direction. And you can click the Patron button and support us at any amount you feel comfortable. Uh, I'll just let you know, to keep us on the air at Podbean, it's $39 a month, and we usually make that pretty well. We're actually set for a couple of months now, but if you'd like to take over, I'm more than happy to read your name as a sponsor on the podcast. Uh, like I mentioned before, you should also be listening to the Target, the Target Book Club podcast hosted by Tony Witt. And uh, also, uh, don't forget to listen to the Police Box in a Junkyard podcast hosted by my good friend, Eric Branson. I've been a guest on that one many times. So, coming up next here, we've got our main story, collection protection, and the most outrageous offer up ahead. Stay tuned. I would like to invite you to take a trip across all of time and space. Join us in the police box as we discuss the worlds of Doctor Who in a completely random order. We discuss it all. TV stories, audio adventures, novels, nonfiction books, and on and on and on. 
I'm your host, Eric Branson. I would be very happy if you'd join me for the Police Box in the Junkyard podcast. The Police Box in the Junkyard podcast is a proud partner of the Video Junkyard podcast and can be found on most major podcast platforms including SoundCloud, Podcast Addict, Stitcher Radio, Google Play, and Spotify. You are listening to the Doctor Who Collectors podcast. Hello fellow time travelers and welcome to the Doctor Who Target Book Club podcast, the only podcast to discuss, in story order, all the Doctor Who novelizations. My name is Tony Whip, and every two weeks or so I'm joined by a two to three person discussion panel, including our so-called expert who's been a Who fan since 1979, that would be me. We also get the views of intermediate, casual, and novice fans who either have never seen the show or who have never read these books until these podcasts, including Dalton Hughes and Allison Fitzsafried. You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you find good podcasts, or even ones like ours. You're listening to the Doctor Who Collectors Podcast. Enjoy your travels. Up there is the scanner, those are the doors, that is a chair with a panda on it. Sheer poetry, dear boy. And now it's time for our main story. Today, I will be talking about collecting Radio Times magazine related to Doctor Who. But first, a little history about the Radio Times. The Radio Times is a British weekly listings magazine devoted to television radio program schedules. With other features, such as interviews, film reviews, and lifestyle items, very similar to America's TV Guide. It was founded in 1923 by John Reith, then the general manager of the British Broadcasting Company, uh, then from starting in 1927, the British Broadcasting Corporation, which it is today. It is the world's first broadcast listing magazine. The American TV Guide, by the way, was founded in 1953. It was published entirely in-house by BBC Magazines from January 8, 1937 until August 16, 2011, when the division was merged into Immediate Media Company, and that happened in January of 2017. Immediate Media was then bought by the German media, media group Hubert Berda. The magazine is published on Tuesdays and carries listings from the week of Saturday to Friday. And originally, the listings ran from Sunday to Saturday. The changeover uh, meant in uh, October 8, 1960, then they had a day listed twice. So that means starting with the Doctor Who magazines uh, in 63, they are listed from um, Saturday to Friday. At successive, in successive issues since, Saturday, since Christmas uh, of 1969, they did a 14-day double-sized issue published each December containing schedules for two weeks of programs. Originally, this covered Christmas and New Year, but it also included their bank holidays, and on some occasions, those each appeared in separate editions, with the two-week period ending just before the New Year. And with no surprise... Doctor Who is the most represented program on the cover, appearing on 29 issues with 35 separate covers due to multiple issues of the same cover. I'll talk about that in a little bit. In the 58 years since the program began on November 23, 1963. So um, so it's a really interesting uh, thing. And of course, this was published only in the UK as it, as it was the basically the TV guide for the United Kingdom. 
Uh, I first heard about them in 1984, and I asked uh, some of my my connections in England if you could send me copies of the Radio Times that have some Doctor Who in it, and they did. And I said, well, how much do you want for them? Well, it's like, well, they cost like, you know, 50 cents, so send me 50 cents plus, you know, 10 bucks shipping. And I said, sure. So, and eventually we were getting multiple copies in. They'd go to the newsstand and buy a stack of them and send them over. You, You get the idea. So the Radio Times for um, basically April 30th to May 6th, 2005, uh, with this multiple cover thing, um, return, uh, covered both the return of the Daleks to Doctor Who and the forthcoming general election. So on April 30th of 2005, uh, the double-wide cover was used to commemorate the return of the Daleks and had a scene from the 1964 series uh, The Dalek Invasion of Earth in which the Daleks were crossing the Westminster Bridge with the House of Parliament in the background. And the cover text read, Vote Dalek. Uh, The contest was sponsored by the Periodical Publishers Association, and this cover was voted the best British magazine cover of all time. Um, So the three special covers depicting the Daleks invading the Capitol, showing the true colors of red, blue, or yellow, which depicted the uh, Britain's political parties for the Labour, Conservative, and Liberal Democrats. So it was so that way they wouldn't be uh, called out for backing one particular party. So that w- that was really interesting. And of course, there were some various reasons where issues were not printed. So in in May of 1928, there was a general strike, and then uh, for two weeks in February, there was a fuel crisis. Uh, in 1947, I think that had to do with. The after you know World War the aftermath of World War II and rationing, uh, there was printing disputes in 1950 for September and October, uh, also in August of of 81, 83, April of 83, and December of 83. Uh, the earlier dates was 1950, so there were a couple times with printing you know printing issues. Many collectors, of course, have sought issues of the Radio Times from November 1963 to the present day that include either a Doctor Who cover or a feature article or a favorite story when it was first broadcast. Uh, As I said, it was the most represented program on the cover. Uh, So from the William Hartnell era to the Jodie Whittaker era. I'm going to highlight uh, some issues from the classic Doctor Who era, which is 1963 through the 80s. So this this is probably one of our longer episodes, so hang with me. So one of the most rare issues of of Radio Times, of course, is the Radio Times 23 to 30th November 1963, which covers the broadcast of an unearthly child. There was no cover photo, but a cover tag that said Doctor who a new saturday afternoon television series of adventure in time and space with a half page preview article and that of course you know would have been the first listing for saturday you would have seen that right there um the next one that would have been uh hard to find of course was the one dated 2127 december of 63 which had the first appearance of the daleks with the dead planet and there was a feature preview of a half page on Doctor Who and the Dead Planet. And uh, the next one, of course, that got a lot of attention was the 21st to 28th, November 64, with the cover tag of Doctor Who and the Dalek Saturday TV defecting a, an invader going across the Westminster Bridge. And, of course, the article refers to them as robots throughout because, you know, they didn't have the information yet. So that was uh, interesting stuff. The, the, first, uh, the first cover, uh, which I have seen for as high as $700, 
is the one that was done 22 to 28 February 64, the broadcast of Marco Polo, one of our missing stories, The Roof of the World. And it features um, William Hartnell on the front cover, along with the actor playing Marco Polo, and the uh, broadcast of The Roof of the World, with a preview half page. So it's it's interesting there. There's a lot of, of different things. So um, the next the next big one, of course, is um, to the 21-27 November 1964. Uh, the cover um, uh, has, of course, the Daleks. They were so huge. Of course, as you as you know, the Daleks gathered what over 10 million viewers. So the Dalek invasion of Earth, World's End, and an article called "The Daleks Are Here." looking at the Dalek phenomenon. Of course, that's when the BBC decided to open up the marketing and sold all of those Dalek-related items, including the Dalek book, the Dalek pencil, the Dalek play suit, um, and all of the things that had Dalek printed on it in order to gain the, the fandom. Of course, fans were picking up right and left. Um, in Christmas uh, 1964, the Radio Times had an eight-page Lewis Carroll um, a kind of parody called Barbara in Wonderland, which finds a young girl getting lost in the BBC studios before taking tea with the doctor and two friendly Daleks, one of whom has indigestion. And the other one says politely, please sit down and do not eat all the cakes. <laughs> I love it. Um, and uh, in a uh, it looks like 13, 19, February, 1965, we have the web planet, which is also another cover uh, featuring the Zarbi and the doctor and his companions around the TARDIS. Another very rare issue. Um, I do not have this one, but it had a preview half page and it also issued the web planet first of the Zarbi. Um, so next, of course, we've got, uh, let's see here. Yes, 5-11 November 1966. This is an important one, too. Um, it announces the broadcast of The Power of the Daleks, Episode 1, featuring a, a clip of, uh, or a photo, photo of the Daleks from Power of the Daleks on the front page. Of course, uh, the Daleks are back in a preview. And, of course, that also means the first episode of Patrick Troughton, which surprises me they didn't put Patrick Troughton's picture on the cover um, because they were that was the first time they had replaced the main character in this fashion, this whole, I guess, rejuvenation, as they called it back then. Of course, we call it a regeneration now, and we've kind of backtracked on, on that old thing. But I, I thought they would have put his picture on that cover just to kind of introduce people to the new Doctor. Um, the next issue after that, of course, uh, 1723, uh, December 66, with previews of the Highlanders, episode one, uh, and, you know, who's who uh, meets the new doctor, Patrick Troughton. I'm ready to play anything. I like dressing up an interview with Patrick Troughton. So some pretty cool things. Uh, the next one uh, that is very hard to find. I have only seen pictures, but the 2 to 8 September 1967 uh, has a cover of the Cybermen. <laughs> the Doctor Who and the Companions face their old enemies, the Cybermen, on Saturday, BBC One. See page three. My instincts tell me that terrible danger awaits us, the Doctor writes in his diary for the story preview. Um, and, and it's it's really very cool. Um, and that's, of course, the broadcast of Tomb of the Cybermen, Episode 1. Uh, the next cover uh, is a color cover, which is nice. It's 20, 20 to 26 January 1968, which is a broadcast of The Enemy of the World, Part 5, but it features a color photo of Patrick Troughton on the front cover. 
Uh, also has, uh, let's see, a, a monstrous world of Doctor Who, a look at monster design, special effects of the fifth season with a preview feature, a two-page spread. So some very, very cool things there. Um, we have to wait our next color cover, which um, was kind of a cool thing because not only did it have a color cover of the Doctor, it was announcing the first time uh, in the listing that the Doctor Who would be in color. And this is 3-9 January uh, 1970 with the broadcast of Spearhead from Space with John Pertwee on the front cover announcing the new Doctor Who. Uh, there was an interview of John Pertwee revealing the family holidays and where his children play and things like that. So it's a half-page article there. I have this one in my collection. It's a beautiful, beautiful issue to have. The next uh, color issue, of course, is in um, 2 through 8 January 71, uh, introducing The Master, played by Roger Delgado. Also a very wonderful picture of my friend Katie Manning on the front cover. And Terror of the Autons, Part 1, with an article of the Doctor Who v. The Master, where they introduce Roger Delgado with a Master preview. And uh, Roger Delgado rebuffs the suggestion that his character might become too lighthearted. He says, I don't think that happened at all. Starting 16 years ago in midday matinees, once I was faced with the unbelievable line, come in and put your feet up on the Algerian poof. If you can handle that, you can handle anything. So uh, sadly, the late Roger Delgado interviewed in that issue. The next color cover, it's another issue I have in my personal collection because it's a very iconic uh, moment in Doctor Who in, of course, January 1 through 7, 1972. The Daleks are back with a great cover by um, by Mr. Bellamy, who and I've got his original artwork for that cover as well. Of course, it's the first time the Daleks appear in color, which is why they used a gold Dalek. So they took advantage. Of course, the gold Dalek um, didn't really reappear again. And then, you know, things like that. There was lots of discussion about the gold Dalek and what his role was, if he was the Supreme or whatever. Um, but there was a broadcast cover of Day of the Daleks Part 1 with um, Frank Bellamy. I couldn't remember his first name. And then there was an article there about write your own Doctor Who adventure and win a competition of a prize. So some pretty cool stuff there. Uh, there were illustrations done in several of them as well. So if you have an issue that might have a little picture uh, sometimes when they did a Dalek story, they'd put a little Dalek next to the uh, uh, to the listing, which is kind of cool. Uh, the next color cover, of course, is uh, 30 December to 5th of January 1973, which is a cover of the three Doctors in color, William Hartnell, John Pertwee, and Patrick Troughton, with the broadcast of the Three Doctors Episode 1. The cover tag is, Which Doctor is Who? And all explained as Doctor Who returns, believing in the magic of space, three Doctors and companions Susan Foreman, Jamie McCrimmon, and Joe Grant feature. Um, there were also some portrait illustrations done by Frank Bellamy. So some really cool stuff. And also in 1973, um, they did a, a Doctor Who special magazine, which I have seen out there, uh, which features um, a lot of color photographs and promotional photos for Doctor Who. Uh, the next color cover is 15 to 21 December 1973 with actor John Pertwee appearing on Michael Parkinson's Saturday Night Chat Show. Uh, Barry Letts replies to a reader who says that her son is petrified by the Doctor Who theme tune by saying, to produce programs which upset or offend nobody at all is the surest way of killing the excitement in television. 
interesting stuff. Um, I do not have that particular issue, but there's some really wonderful things. Then we kind of take a long break from covers. Um, the next introducing, um, the next notable issue, I should say, is uh, 2 through 8, January 82. So we jump a lot further ahead. Um, the Tom Baker era is essentially got some, some feature articles, but no covers. So that was really interesting. Um, this one does not have a cover, but it's the broadcast of Castro Valva with an introductory article on Peter Davison. Uh, he was 30 years old when he played the doctor, by the way. In 1983, uh, Radio Times released the 20th anniversary Doctor Who special. And it's very interesting for that fact that that magazine was also released here in the United States. And it has a, a wonderful 20th anniversary, um, you know, pictures and articles. And I do have a copy of that. And the one I mentioned, uh, I do mention this again in uh, collection protection, is the 1925 November 1983 with a cover of The Five Doctors. This is the first issue of Radio Times that was sold commercially in the United States. They exported a whole bunch of them to distributors. And I, of course, you know, I had them at the 85 TARDIS 22 convention. A lot of dealers had them. Comic stores had them. Uh, I have one copy in my in my collection, but it's got, of course, a, um, a lot of a uh, lot of promotional material, including uh, an article. And the cover illustration, of course, is by our friend Andrew Skilleter. It is the second Doctor Who cover illustrated for Radio Times. The first I just talked about was in 72 with Frank Bellamy. Most have been, color, you know, photographs. This is actually an illustrated cover. So some pretty cool stuff. Um, we fast forward um, a little bit further because uh, the covers, are, again, are not... Um, they skip forward to 93 with a broadcast. This is after the show was canceled in 20, uh, 26 November with the um, 1993 with, with the broadcast of Dimensions in Time. The 30th anniversary Doctor Who story, a 3D television event associated with the BBC's annual Children in Need. Special glasses were sold in aid of the charity enhanced the viewing of special programs broadcast throughout the week. So you could see it in 3D. Um, of course, uh, the next uh, the next issue here was a cover tag in 1996, 17 to 23. Meet the new Time Lord using the older established Doctor Who diamond logo. Uh, who is Paul McGann? Um, and, you know, talking about the movie. The next issue, the very next issue, uh, 1622 March of 96, has a cover both with the X-Files and Doctor Who behind the scenes. The next issue, 25-23 May, has Paul McGann, Doctor Who the movie, on the front cover. They promoted that for quite some time. Um, and they also did a 16-page special uh, called Return of the Time Lord. I have not seen too many of those. So that basically covers um, the classic era of, of Doctor Who. There were more covers, of course, done. There were some calendars um, and... As far as finding these, uh, my number one suggestion is, and I don't like using the site very much, but eBay, of course, there are a lot of sellers selling issues of Radio Times that just have a Doctor Who listing. There is also a site out there um, that I will uh, read you to. It's called RadioTimesBackNumbers.com. 
Uh, it's produced by Kelly's Books and Magazines. And they have a number of issues, uh, some with Doctor Who covers in the most recent, and some of the older ones from the 60s and 70s with special features or listings. And they do list that on their site. So if I go to the site here and I click Radio Time 70s, and, you know, right away, 1970, there is uh, 30 issues here. They've got them by year. Um, they do not have the first one with the Doctor. But uh, let me see if there's anything here with Doctor Who. I don't see anything here. But sometimes they'll list it if there's a Doctor Who listing in the magazine. Um, so... That's the great way to find Radio Times issues. You can also find them um, if you do a general search, and sometimes abesbooks.com carries them. But uh, if you're a new collector for Radio Times, again, I always advise new collectors, start small. Um, if you're trying, Don't go for the $700 Marco Polo cover, unless, of course, you can afford it. Um, and there are many places. If you have any questions about Radio Times, of course, just do Google search. We did our research online to find those cover issues, and pictures of those covers are available. So it's a great way to, to get into a, an item that was not released in the United States, like many Doctor Who items. The classic hardcovers, especially early editions, were never released here until the uh, early 80s and then ended abruptly in 1985 in the United States. So that's a great way to get started. Anyway, that's our main story today. We talked about Radio Times. Stay tuned. Sad, Red, isn't it? People spend all that time making nice things and other people come along and break them. And now it's time for collection protection after talking about Radio Times and noting that the Radio Times over the years has changed sizes. I found a bag and a backing board that uh, can be used to help protect these magazines so they last a long time. Uh, first of all, the size of the magazine, the early magazine was a bit larger than uh, the, the usual bag, and some of them got a little shorter over the years. It depends on the printing. But anyway, the perfect bag for this is a bag from Bags Unlimited Incorporated. Remember, bagsunlimited.com. They have the collection protection supplies that you need as a collector from everything, including vinyl records, eight-track tapes, reel-to-reel, -reel, comic books, paperback books, hardcover books, um, newspapers, everything. I can't, you know, off the top of my head, I just know that they've been in business for a long time because I was using Bags Unlimited back in 1981, and they're still producing great uh, protection for archival and long-term, even short-term use. Anyway, the type of bag you need is called the Treasury Edition Graded Comic, which is a 10 and 9 16 by 14 and a quarter polyethylene with a one and a half inch flap. Uh, the catalog number is SLE2. So that you get 100 bags uh, for $27.18. Uh, it's a great deal. And if it if, the 100 bags is too much. That's the minimum order, unfortunately. But if you if you know somebody who also collects these things, maybe you could split the cost and divide up the bags. Um, that's I used to do that a lot of times, too, especially if I needed a special size. Anyway, the backing board gets a little more involved. Um, they don't have a direct size backing board for that Treasury Edition, but they do have a backing board for the Large Life magazine and Large Sheet Music, which measures a 10 and 3 quarter by 14 and a quarter. It is 0 0.04 inches thick, acid-free, and buffered. So it's for optimum protection. So they are a bit larger. 
So what you'll need to do, and this is something that I do each for each of my um, Radio Times issues, is you'll have to send you'll have to put the Radio Times on the backing board and very carefully trace the outline of the board with a pencil, using a ruler to protect the uh, uh, to protect the magazine, so you don't put pencil on the magazine. And then after you're done, uh, get yourself an X-Acto knife and either a rubber. Uh, cutting surface or uh, concrete, uh, something you don't, you know, you don't want to carve into, like wood would not work. I have a piece of vinyl flooring that I use for this that I cut up into a square and I put that on my workbench. And then you're going to use a ruler again or a square, a carpenter square works as well, and you're going to cut along those lines so that they're nice and straight and not... Uh, scissors uh, is, is problematic because the scissors leaves behind, as you go forward, it leaves little shavings behind. So this is a little bit of a cleaner cut. And then uh, put the magazine in the bag first and then slide carefully the archival side. You can tell which side, one side's smooth and one side is not. You want the smooth side against um, the periodical. And then you can tape it closed. I like uh, resealable uh, tape. You can use any kind of tape as long as it's not tape that'll yellow over time. So you want to be careful. Archival tape works great. Any way to seal the bag. And then your item is protected. And the, you can get those, uh, those uh, backing boards. Uh, the product number is a bit long to read, but if you just do a search for backings for large life magazines, uh, you get uh, 25 of them for $49.40. It's a little more of an investment, but these are things you want to protect. They are, um, so especially the ones from 1960, they're, they're old. Sometimes they're brittle. Uh, if you're getting them secondhand, uh, they might have been in somebody's box. They might have a hole in it. Um, but it is something to really preserve, especially here in the United States where we didn't get copies of the Radio Times. And the first time we did get Radio Times in the United States was when the five doctors appeared on it. They were imported for sale at one of the conventions I was at. And I remember we had, I think, 10 of them. And I don't remember what we paid for them, but we didn't have any left over. So a bunch of those got spread around the United States uh, back in the um, in 1984. I, I think we had them at the 1985 convention, now that I think about it. But uh, it's, a, it's a wonderful thing to collect. And if you, you know, if you like what you heard today, you know, pass this podcast along to, to a fellow collector, or maybe you're just going to start looking for Radio Times issues, which you can find out there. There are some dealers out there, whatnot. But anyway, that is collection protection. All my travelings throughout the universe, I have battled against evil, against power-mad conspirators. I should have stayed here. The oldest civilization, decadent, degenerate, and rotten to the core. Power my conspirators, Daleks, Ontarans, Cybermen. They're still in the nursery compared to us. Ten million years of absolute power. That's what it takes to be really corrupt. And now it's time for my favorite part of the program, the most outrageous offer. Today's outrageous offer was sent to us on the condition of being anonymous. So we will not read your name, but thank you for your submission. Keep those submissions coming if you find an outrageous offer. That is a Doctor Who item that can be had for a little bit less money, like a lot less money than what you see it for. Um, send us a link at DoctorWhoCollectorsPodcast at gmail.com. I will investigate if I can find it and I can verify it, then we'll put it on the show. And sometimes I'll put more than one. Today we just have one. 
And it's uh, it's a pretty good one as far as I'm concerned, because I believe this is crazy. But anyway, we're talking about the item uh, Doctor Who uh, Judgment of the Jadoon. Uh, it's a hardcover book uh, that was um, published in, it looks like, uh, hmm, let's see, 2009 by, by Random House UK. And uh, features David Tennant on the cover with a picture of the Jadoon. So um, what I have here is I have the Jules Bookshop from the United Kingdom, who's been an online seller, it looks like, since 2007, with a perfect seller rating, by the way. And he has two of these books for sale. So, first of all, shipping to the United States is listed at $61.84. So, I'm not sure if you're buying both books or if you're buying one book. It doesn't really say here. Uh, so, um, it says here shipping costs are books based on books weighing 2.2 pounds. So, if 2.2 pounds shipping to the United States is $61.84, um, I'm not sure... I I I want to I want to call that out, but the price they're asking for this book is one thousand four hundred fifteen dollars and forty six cents. Which, basically, I'm looking at this one four one five four six. Um, it looks random to me. It doesn't look like an actual um, price. So I'm not sure what's going on. We always uh, send a message to the to the seller just to say, is this what you really mean? But anyway, you can get this copy new uh, from many, many booksellers, including eBay, Amazon, uh, for uh, as little as $17.65, or a used copy for as low as $3.47. So that's quite a markup. $1,415.46 for Doctor Who Judgment of the Jadoon. Um, I happen to have a copy in my library that I paid, I think, $10 brand new when it came out. So if I can turn it around for $14.15, whoa. Um, this, is, uh, this is that price gouging problem that people still um, basically like to argue with me about online, especially in social media circles. Um, but I still think it's a problem out there. It's people who are taking advantage of Doctor Who fans by in artificially inflating the price, especially on stuff that is not that rare. And I really hate the word rare, unless it's something that is genuinely rare. And so that's what I, um, you know, we hate, we just don't like that word. It's overused. I've mentioned that many times on the podcast. So anyway, that is our most outrageous offer for today. So I want to first thank all of our listeners for keeping the Doctor Who Collectors podcast going and for all of our uh, patrons out there and, of course, our sponsors. So make sure you visit Forbidden Planet. You can find a link to their products directly from our webpage at DoctorWhoCollectors.com. Uh, coming up this season, we're going to be talking with David J. Howe with his book, The New Who Adventures, which is a compilation of all of the new Doctor Who adventures that came out uh, back in the 90s. Some great books and uh, some wonderful artwork. So we always look forward to catching up with our friend David. We're also going to be looking more into the classic hardcovers, the third and fourth print runs of those, uh, which I think leads us into the W.H. Allen uh, takeover from Ellen Wingate. And uh, we'll also, of course, have our target book expert on hand for that, Mr. Tony Witt. Many other ideas coming forth. If there's something you would like to hear on the podcast, also shoot me an email at Podcast at gmail.com and keep collecting.